So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Easy Conversations. I just want to start by saying thanks to everyone who listened to the last episode featuring the homie Matt and myself. I hope you all enjoyed our uh, our ripping of the character Peter Millark. Probably didn't deserve as much as we laid into him, but it had to be done. So now for episode 40, first of all, super proud of the fact that we've reached 40 episodes. Matt, since you've joined as co-host there, it's just been a great transition and so much easier to record. Just a lot of fun. So yeah, episode 40. Crazy that we're here. It is crazy. Uh, what's up, everybody? First of all, hope everyone's staying safe out there. Uh, I can't believe we're at episode 40. I mean, most podcasts like die before then and consistency is key and you've done a great job, Eric, of producing. Um, and I don't even remember like what episode I started being co-host. I was you. thinking about that right before you got here. It's episode 25. That you wow. Yeah. It doesn't feel like Clowns it, it went by cinema. Yeah, it went by fast. No, it's it's remarkable. Yeah. That was fall of uh, 2019, like right. September, October. Yeah, yeah, I know. Time's time flew by since you've joined there, and it's mm-hmm. been super fun. And thanks a lot to everybody who's been tuning in every two weeks. There, we've been good at two uh, every two weeks dropping an episode, so it's been huge during quarantine too. So now for this long-winded intro, for episode 40, we will be doing a ask me anything format get to know your hosts episode so we thought this would be a good idea for those of you who may not know matt or myself just to ask us any questions you may have and we will answer them all on air and plus you wait till the end we're gonna do two live draws for some custom easy conversations mugs and uh, thanks a lot to everyone who sent in questions we also prepared some of our own questions Mm -hmm. so we're gonna alternate between asking our own questions and answering your own so um, without further ado, Matt, you ready to, to start it up? Yes, I am. All right. So my first, first question is pretty easy. It's um, what did you study in university, Eric? Okay. So I studied, I had an, so I started off in university in 2012, fall of 2012, not really knowing what I wanted at all. I was not prepared for university. I realized that once I got there, I studied business in French my first year, did not like it at all. Struggled to determine where I wanted to go from there. I actually got back in contact with one of my English high school teachers who I really, I liked him a lot. He was a great teacher, loved, loved English class in um, high school. So without really knowing what I wanted to do once I got that um, diploma or that bachelor, I decided I'd just study something I liked. So in second year, I switched to English and then in my third year, I added a communications minor to my uh, degree. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, cool. And that was basically just from taking an elective communications class. I loved it. Did some research. It saw that there were opportunities post uh, after graduation in communications, especially. Everyone always assumed I just wanted to be an English teacher because I was good at English and I love the subject and I studied it. So yeah, I'm not an English teacher. Yeah, that's my answer. Yeah, but uh, studying English just improves your writing, reading, every all your skills, and they complement well with communication mm-hmm. minor. Uh, me myself, just I've only comp- uh, one and a half years at Ottawa U and uh, history major with a minor in philosophy. So that's my answer. So now, what is your first question, Eric? So my first question is completely different, super random, but I, that, that's fine. The people will want to know this. So, what are your top five favorite fruits? 
Top five favorite fruits. Okay. Number one, bananas. Oh, okay. Like I have like two, three bananas each day because they, they're filling and they're just delicious. Number two, apple. Number three, honestly, I love strawberries, especially on pancakes. Mm-hmm. Four, raspberries. Five would be, uh, you know, this is unusual, but kiwis. Ooh. Yeah. Kiwis, great stuff. And the one I hate the most are blueberries. Disgusting. Okay. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. Interesting. No, I like that top five. Is that in order too? Or is that just like the five? No, that's pretty much in order. Like banana bananas. Takes the cake. But bananas and apples above everything else times a thousand. Okay. Yeah. So a little different than mine. Me, I don't really have them in order like you did off the top. That's great that you gave us an order as well. I'm a big, big mango guy. Strawberries, raspberries pineapple and now for the fifth slot there's so many options like Mm -hmm. i also have especially when i went into the office i had a banana almost every day not as much at home i still do every other day but i'm not putting it in the top five it would have to be uh, you know i like blueberries to be honest i'm gonna put blueberries (laughs) that's number five fair enough but that's a a toss-up with like i love kiwis too bananas apples so many watermelon sugar it's great Uh, (laughs) good pick yeah thanks minus blueberry right um so those are our answers for that question so the next now we're going to input listener questions in between all of our answers or questions that we have so the first listener question is from my aunt mary so your mom yep what is your favorite dessert I'll go first. Yeah. Easy. A white cheesecake with raspberry or cherry like sauce on there. That's classic. In a heartbeat. Yeah. Solid answer. Yeah. It's tough to be honest. I like so many desserts, but um, I'd have to go with a good chocolate cake. Lots of icing. Lots. Big icing guy. Like icing in between. Oh the yeah, cake the layers. As well, yeah. Yeah, layered with. Honestly, I'd eat and I have eaten during quarantine full bowl of icing on its own wow that was my request for my birthday this year to have a nice cake with a lot of ice cream my mom made amazing oreo flavored ice cream icing sorry you're probably up all night then after right? pretty much yeah i didn't sleep at all that week and, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i just i destroyed that extra excess icing bowl yeah that would be my favorite dessert it's pure icing nice well, let's keep going with the food questions. My next question was, what was your, let's make it, what What would be your last meal? Like, you know, if you, before departing earth, like if you had one last meal, like your favorite meal basically is the question. Okay. So that was actually our cousin Sarah's question as well. So okay. just to give credit, that was her question as well. So is there no limit here? Can I add a bunch of stuff or just if I had to keep it concise? No, you one, got like a plate. a plate with like four, three to four items on it. Okay. So I'm going with a nice big steak, some and a huge salad, like a full <laughs> bowl of salad to myself on I the knew side. It. I'm finishing it all. A nice little plate of sushi as well. Nice mashed potatoes, some potato wedges as well, asparagus. I'm just picturing this big bowl of it's salad. I know enormous bowl of salad that you don't even know, or you should know. You know yeah. me; I'm a huge salad guy. Honestly, salad is one of my favorite meals. To yeah. be honest, no oh. shame. Yeah, yeah, that'd be in there for sure. I'm probably forgetting stuff I'd want to have in there. I just I like a lot of food: onions, mushrooms, asparagus, all grilled. 
on the side. What kind of steak? How do I want it? No, like what, like a filet mignon steak, a rib steak, T-bone. Mm, filet mignon is yeah. solid for yeah. sure. Or a stem, like keg sirloin. Yeah. Yeah, medium rare. M- mine would be a ribeye steak with French fries and a nice Caesar salad. Nice. Like, perfect, yeah. Fully loaded with croutons and everything. Sure, Bacon why not? And- I-, I can do croutons. I'm not a huge crouton guy, to be honest. They're cr- the, the, it's the crunchiness like you're biting into soft lettuce and then you hit a crouton and yeah. there go your gums yeah so, yeah, exactly I'd rather some soft and crunchy lettuce minus the crunchy croutons that's where I stand on crout- I just normally take them out and Andy just takes them so it just works <laughs> out perfectly yeah. that balance so my next question for you Matt is what do you spend too much money on oh that's extremely easy Buy, uh, buying movies I spend way too much money on that I've slowed down but like it's all on Amazon and going to uh, Sunrise Records, Walmart I've pro- over the last 15 years like spent easily thousand, thousands of dollars a year on buying movies mm-hmm. and do I regret some of it? maybe but it's going to all look nice when it's uh, all displayed together one day yeah. Well, your setup right now is amazing. Yeah. Whenever we did the, the pods virtually there, I was always jealous of your nice setting. And now I just had like the white wall behind yeah. me. Or... Thanks. Yeah, no, it's a great, great. I don't think that's too much money, but I see what you're saying. Me, it would definitely be, and I'm, rock, I'm rocking some right now as I make way too much Easy Conversations merch. <laughs> I need to slow it down, but I'm obsessed. I just can't stop designing products. If you want to buy anything off me, let me know. And, um, <laughs> Shameless plug. Yeah, always. Um, yeah, I'm going to pump the brakes a bit. I have three hoodies now, so I probably don't need another easy hoodie. But when the fall comes, just might have to do it again. So that would be my answer. And now to our next listener question. It was from one of our previous guests from a few episodes ago, Krasin Ud. Was, if you could go back to any time in history, where and when would you go and why? You want to take this one first? Yeah, I can start us off. So when I was younger, I was always a big fan of the medieval era. I think it would just be really cool, or it definitely looks cool in movies to go back there. I don't think I'd love it once I was actually there, because if I get got a little cut and it infected, I probably wouldn't last too long. So I'd probably be dead around the time that I reach the age I am now. But it'd be a good time. Like I'd love to dabble in some... Some sword fighting, some jousting, and become a an anointed knight. And I just wonder what it was like living back then with no technology whatsoever and just real life struggle, like having a farm and um, just what day to day life was really like back then. The history books can only tell us so much, right? Yeah, and you know what? That uh, you basically food and protection is what what your thoughts were on. Like, do we have enough food and? Am I going to get killed? Okay, I, I, pick, I found... Uh, my answer is I'd like to go back to the days... To like the heyday of the Roman Republic before it all went to shit. And just live in Rome and experience like the grandeur of like the Roman... Em- well, they weren't an empire at the time. But like they were really like... Basically the golden age of the Roman Republic. I'd like to go back and just see everything. And again, like Eric, it'd be a very simple life. I wouldn't have to worry about anything. Just probably like... You know, I'd be like a merchant or something selling food and just like chilling, trying to not to get like any 
diseases because apparently it was really dirty back then. Yeah. And uh, no, I don't know. I love the Roman. I love like studying the Roman history. So I'd just go back and see everything then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd probably be a giant though, because like men back then were very short. <laughs> right. The like six feet back then was a giant. <laughs> yeah. so, truly, yeah. So, so I'll go with the next question. Yeah. No, thanks for the question. Again, this is food related, but a little different. It's what's your favorite like beverage? It could be alcoholic or non-alcoholic. What's your favorite beverage? So I think it's a three-way tie if okay. that's allowed. Uh, of course. I'm going with no in no particular order. Beer, water, coffee. That's my holy trinity of beverages. You can sprinkle some wine in there. Water. But I love water. Water's amazing. It's literally the healing component. THC. Water's essential. Coffee is honestly one of my favorite parts of the day is when I wake up is so I can have my two cups of coffee. It's super underrated. Yeah. I go to bed at night just excited to wake up the next day. Not to work. For my cup of coffee, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like that too. I look forward to it. And, What's your? And just as I, I just love beer. I mean, I've done a few cleanses where I cut beer off, but I always come back to it. It's um, so good. <laughs> just love beer. What are a couple of your favorite beers? Oh, I had a I had a big run in 2018. I was a big Alpine guy. Oh yeah. People called me the Pine Man. That was my alias for the year. But I promised in in 2019, that was my vow, was to no longer drink Alpine. I relapsed a bit. It's not that great of a beer, but it was just such a unique beer that you don't really see that many. Or people I hung out with didn't really drink that. I like so, it, yeah. Alpine's I've had great. It, yeah. I splurged on the Fisherman Edition, Limited Edition Yellow Cans. And uh, yeah, Alpine's good. But overall, I mean... Sleeman's solid. Yeah. I like um, Coors Banquets is a good beer. I can drink anything. I, li- I drank a lot of Guinness when I was in Ugh. the UK. See, that's I thought I hated Guinness before I went and I lived in England, but then it really grew on me and I drank a lot of it over there. It was really good. And it wasn't, it didn't need to be like warm as some people seem to think. It's a big misconception about Guinness. Give it a shot. It's good. Yeah, I never gave it a shot. So you're right. For me, it's. Uh... Non-alcoholic coffee and mm-hmm. alcoholic rum and coke. I can drink rum and coke all day. Like I'm, I'm addicted to it. I have to like tell myself not to drink <laughs> them. And then, yeah, so those are my answers. Yeah, and rum and coke, especially any liquor, even beers really, it's just tough to stop. When you get in, when yeah. you get into it, they're at a good night event and it's, um, it's hard to stop. So sometimes mm-hmm. you need to mix in a water and just step back and analyze the situation and think, is this, are these next rum and Cokes worth the rough morning ahead? Right. So that's a good question. I like that. Yeah. So the next question we got from a listener would be from the homie Curtis, also two time guest, similar question to Christine actually, but a little different. If you could live in any world from any video game, movie or book, what would it be? And why? Oh, I'd be living in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, nice. Uh, in Coruscant, you know, in the big city, I'd be like, like maybe like a, a trade delegate or something. Like I'd have my own company or something. I'd just be like doing all these side deals and then like 
and a night a coruscant night like you know like just yeah. entertainment and you know decadence yeah for sure and that's a corrupt city like where there's like a nice underworld similar yeah. to like gotham city as well yes well said yeah no coruscant i mean you like rolling with the high rollers and coruscant <laughs> the roman empire the, yeah, probably true. the capital as well for bringing it back to hunger games there's a lot to be honest I could say Game of Thrones. That's kind of similar to the last answer. I, Star Wars would be up there for sure. Harry Potter. You could be in Harry oh, Potter. Okay, yeah, for sure. Harry yeah. Potter would be amazing to live yeah. in that universe and actually attend Hogwarts. And then maybe teach. Teach, <laughs> yeah. There you go. English major coming back full circle. <laughs> Mixing in some muggle studies in there. <laughs> right. That'd be awesome, honestly, to... Um, and... Um, Oh, we were talking about this the other day. A spell we forgot to talk about, would be, or an ability would be to operate. That's what I oh. forgot to think about on the spot. For Is the it, answer, what yes. would you like to perform? Yeah. Yeah. So to be able to travel anywhere at yeah. will, that would be my choice if we're bringing it back to two episodes ago. But yes, Harry Potter universe would be my answer. And teach at Hogwarts and just live a modest life and probably make like. 50 chilling, 50,000 chillings a year and um, just nurture the next wave of Slytherin youths at Hogwarts. So thank you for the question. So do you want to hit us off with another one? With yeah. Next question. It's funny you were just, you meant you were just talking about this because this kind of ties into this question is if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Mm. Well, <laughs> teleporting would be huge. I mean, I've always been a big fan of fire so i don't know if controlling fire would be that useful in this day and age but if i could be a superhero or a super villain i would take after my boy pyro in the x-men franchise okay and be a, a fire manipulator mm -hmm. oh you'd be that'd be very i mean you can use that for good and evil you could put out every single fire you see mm -hmm. or you can wreak havoc yeah that's why i would take take it to put out every fire <laughs> hey you'd be like you yeah I'd pick, honestly, I'd pick teleportation yeah. because the amount of time you can save not traveling is unreal. And I'd use these powers for good and I'd try to do it so no one see like, you know, teleporting hidden areas where no one can discover me. Because honestly, if you get discovered, you're going in a lab, a government lab. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You want to keep it low key. Yeah. Use it for good, but also for personal gain in that like. I would travel a lot with it so yeah, much on weekends or even a day trip or on my day off tomorrow. Instead of golfing, I would be golfing in, in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> there you, know? you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So my next one would be, did you play any sports growing up and which was your favorite? Oh, yeah. I played hockey and soccer like at least 10 years of each. And hockey is without a doubt my favorite. It's the greatest sport ever. It's short and sweet answer. I would agree with that. Yeah. So I also played hockey and soccer growing up. Played, um, I forget at what age, started playing golf. So that's why I think got the natural form down now. It helped to start young. Played tennis. You also played tennis though, right? Like tennis yeah. camp and stuff. Not in a league, but yeah, yeah. I played yeah. tennis. I played some tennis growing up. Those are definitely and still minus soccer. I don't mind watching some soccer, go to girlfriend's games, but playing myself, I was not ever that enthralled with the sport. And I remember I, I, I wanted to stop playing. As soon as my parents asked me if I wanted to enroll again, really, I said that I wasn't interested. But hockey, I've, I've always loved. I took one year off 
in high school and that was it. Played men's league and ever since. Super fun. Hockey is my favorite sport for sure. But this mm-hmm. summer during quarantine and playing a lot of golf, a lot of tennis. So that's been fun to rediscover. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, hockey is definitely my favorite sport and excited for it to start up again. By the time this has dropped, now the NHL will have restarted. We'll have played, we'll have seen two days worth of hockey, so can't wait for that. How about them Leafs? How they're looking good. They <laughs> they are. Should make a prediction. First, uh, yeah, <laughs> I like it. I don't know. I'm saying I think the finals will be between Toronto and Edmonton. I was wow. going to tweet that. That's wow. what I'm, I love it. That's what I see happening. I love it. Which I would like to see Edmonton win, if mm-hmm. that's the case. I want to see McDavid win mm-hmm. sooner than later. So yeah, that was the question. So now we can go to the next. Actually, we're on the same. On the It's a perfect segue to our previous two-time guest as well. Now, Justin Mocktinger. Shout out Lord of the Rings. He had a few questions for us, so we <laughs> can course. get into those. The first one was on the topic of hockey. Who is your least favorite NHL team and what are some other teams that you like besides the Sens? I mean, least favorite because I don't like the fans. Like, I don't like Mont- Montreal. is my least favorite team just because of the fans and everything that comes with the team. And I don't like like the media overhypes everything around them. And I just can't stand Montreal. Uh, other teams I like. I like Edmonton a lot. I like uh, Colorado a lot because they were amazing when I was young. And uh, no. Oh, Pittsburgh. Huge Pittsburgh fan because I love Crosby's like my favorite player. Outside any Sens player, Crosby's my favorite player. So, yeah. Okay. I was going to say I echo everything Matt says except for that statement. Of course, I respect and like you got to respect Crosby, but I am definitely not a Pittsburgh guy. But that's all good, man. We all have our own opinions. And yeah, Pittsburgh's definitely a great team who has been extremely successful for the last like ever since Crosby joined their team, essentially, minus his rookie year. But no, they've always been a, a threat. Fun to watch, but also frustrating, especially as a Sens fan, seeing them take what would have been, I think, Ottawa would have won the, the cup that year in 2017 to go for back-to-back cups for them. So that's always um, a stinger to think and talk about. So we're going to stop that right now. My least favorite team would be, like you said, Montreal. Absolutely can't stand Montreal. Will not cheer for them, even if it's them in the finals against like the Coyotes, Go Yotes. So <laughs> other teams I cheer for, like I want, like I said, I just like to see great players achieve success. So I will cheer for Edmonton, Colorado, gotta love McKinnon. I like Philly. That would be my team in the East besides the Sens. And then obviously saying like, I want to see Tampa win is a kind of bandwagon answer, but I do love, I like, I would like to see Stamkos win. They have a great team. I think it would be a shame if they didn't win with the squad they have, but that's the reality of it is that there are so many other competitive teams in the league. Well said, yeah. So mm-hmm. it's uh, the most competitive, the most parity, I think, in any sport between all the other major leagues. Like, oh, that's yeah. what I, I don't love about following the NBA, which is why I don't, is that there is no parity. It seems like it's always the same teams mm-hmm. in the finals. So anyways, and his other question was, what do you miss the most about regular life because of what's going on with COVID and everything? So I can, I can answer yeah. basically hanging out with people, stress-free kind of thing. Like that's definitely something we took for granted is like just giving like, let's say someone a handshake or a hug. Now that are we ever going to get back to that? Or that's always going to be taboo. Now, if you want to give someone like a solid handshake, that's super underrated. It'll be something that's looked at as like, Whoa, like what are you doing? Like, Anyways, I don't know. That's what what I miss. 
we are getting back to being able to gather in smaller groups of people, especially recently. It's been kind of rough to hear about all the news that some people have taken the gatherings not as seriously as they should indoor like, gatherings yeah. that have led to more cases in Ottawa specifically. So just respect the regulations there. And um, you hopefully we can get over, get through this as smoothly as possible. But that, I'd say that's what I miss the most. It's just, uh, I echo everything you said, and I'll just add, like, I used to go to the movie theaters every week, so I really missed that a lot, because it was, like, my church. Like, that's what I would do to wind down and relax. And it's, like, the one, it's literally the one time a week I do not look at my phone for two hours, because I don't think there's any other time when I'm awake where I don't look at my phone for that long. So it was just super relaxing. And, yeah, I just love going to the theater. And also, I also miss the gym, too. Like, just, like, the... You know, first world problems like, oh, you miss the gym. Like, Frig, you can go to, you can do a workout anytime. But I just miss all the nice perks we normally get. But the contact with other humans is number one. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And that's, I just want to touch back on what you said earlier. Like, that's crazy and kind of scary to think that that's the only time we're not looking at our phones 24 7. It's actually me too. The only time I really, really never, like, didn't look at my phone was for Game of Thrones. Like, that's the only show I would never be on my phone at the same time for. When that aired on Sunday nights, I wouldn't look at my phone at all. But for everything else, basically, it's always yeah. something we're drawn to naturally. And it's sad. Like, we should be rejoicing of the time we get to spend with people in person. So, definitely something that we can improve on, I think, during quarantine even more. Even though mm-hmm. we do, that's how we communicate with most people now because we can't all hang out. Still, Take advantage of the people you're actually with if you are with anybody and don't always be reaching out to others when you're with some other people. You know yeah. what I mean? So. Well said. Thanks for the questions, uh, Justin. Yeah. Is, is that all for the... Yeah. yeah just yeah, two? Yeah. The next question is really easy, Eric. It's just, uh, what was your favorite TV show as a kid? I would have to say, like, one I definitely remember being um, just really eager to get back home from school to watch was Yu-Gi-Oh when I was a kid. That was definitely my show. I followed that storyline. There's so many storylines. So that's an anime show. If anybody is not familiar with Yu-Gi-Oh hasn't aged that well, to be honest, tried to rewatch on Netflix a few years ago. Not that good. But when I was a kid, it was the coolest show to me seeing some playing cards come to life as monsters and battling in midair. I thought was amazing. I forget if I've said this on the pod already, But I went to elementary school with this guy who said that in his backyard, he had an arena that made the cards come to life. (laughs) Like, come on, guy. Not going to expose, but that's what I remember of that person in elementary school. So that's pretty funny. And um, yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! I loved Pokemon as well. I want to say big Barney guy back in the day. (laughs) But were those mostly movies? I forget. Benjamin. Yeah. yeah, so um, Magic School Bus, Land Before, oh, no, Land Before Time. Anyways, yeah, Magic School Bus, big one. I'm going to stop there. But yeah, you I'll, I'll just name a couple Pokemon, yep. huge fan, and Arthur. Oh, yeah. Obsessed Arthur. with Arthur. And like, you've seen the same episode like 80 times. Doesn't matter. They're still going too, eh? Yeah. Man. Forever eight, forever eight years older, or however old he is. Like <laughs> 10. <laughs> Allowed to walk to the ice cream shop by himself at like eight years old. <laughs> Same with all those shows though, right? Like even Pokemon, I want to say Ash yeah, was true. 12. And if Yuki, he recently won the 
the Pokemon League. Age. Oh, finally. Yeah, that was a big thing. I think that was last year or this year. That was really recently. That was a big thing on Twitter. A few other shows. Like, I watched some Disney shows because of my brother. So, I didn't really watch them when I was that young. I think I was in, like, grade six or seven even. I watched them with him. So, like... Some classics. I don't know if you you watch these, but like Lizzie Zoe McCoy. 101, Hannah Montana, yeah. Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Life with Derek is definitely a, a sleeper show that I don't know if yeah. everyone knows about. I think that's more of a Canadian show. Yeah, I know all those shows. My sister watched them. They're they're yeah. solid. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just, uh, a lot of answers there. Okay. I told you it's not that easy, but I still want Yu-Gi-Oh would be my answer. That was a big thing for me when I was a kid. So my next question would be. What is your skill that you are most proud of? Ooh. <laughs> you want to answer this one sure, first? Yeah, I can go. So <laughs> mine would be pretty proud of, like, I'm a pretty good public speaker. So I would say that that's something that I know is nerve wracking. It still is for me too. But whenever I do presentations, they, for the most part, do go well. So that'd be something that I think I'm comfortable with and proud of how i can give presentations yeah that'd be my answer okay i think my answer would be my ability to retain information like i have i'm my memory basically like i've i've like i retain so much information in my head like especially on movies i see something like once eight years ago and it'll like come back to me and i just retain a lot of information and no it's i'm that's the, what I'm most proud of. Yeah. Dude, that's amazing. Like, yeah. uh, my memory is starting to fail me throughout the, my young years already. So like, yeah, that's, I wish my memory was already a little better. I well, am yeah. not that great at retaining information from definitely eight years ago. Yeah. Like so, na- names and facts come easily to me. Like I can remember that stuff. It definitely shows on the pod. Like oh, these, thank you. These facts you bring up there and just make, solid statement so no that's a great skill for sure so the next question was from the homie four-time guest basam isa polarizing guest loved by some hated by many <laughs> anyways i digress no i don't say that uh, no, we love you basam so his question was have you ever cried during a movie if so what was it and what about it made you emotional Oh, I can name a hundred movies. It happens all the time. I'm just going to stick to one answer though. Uh, The Green Mile. This is a slight spoiler, but like when our main character, there is basically the execution of our main character at the end of the movie. And when all the guards start crying and they know what they're doing is wrong. And basically if you've seen The Green Mile, you know what I'm talking about. It's a super emotional ending and it devastates me. So I'm going with that. Okay. I haven't seen Green Mile, so okay. now I definitely won't watch it. Oh, but it's no, heartbreaking. Kidding. Okay. Neither. I feel like there's a few I'm blanking on, but the one that stuck with me a lot was I was, I forget where I was coming from or why I was on this plane, but I was in an airplane, so I'm just going to set the stage here. When you're on airplanes, you, you cry. You're more susceptible to cry while watching movies, so That's, yeah. I watched this movie called 50-50. Have you seen it? Yeah, absolutely. A great movie. Yeah, I loved it. So basically the scene right before when Joseph Gordon-Levitt has to go into the operation room to get his operation and he's hugging his mom and his parent, his dad, that just hit me hard. I was, I, I cried. It was rough. It was like, I thought of what it would be like if I were in that situation, I had to hug my mom, not knowing if I would come out alive after the operation and how things would be afterwards. So that was definitely one that stuck with me. 
So that's, but there's been others for sure. Yeah, well, that, very well said. Yeah. Like that, that is a very emotional movie. A very underrated Seth Rogen movie. Yeah, and I've only seen it once. I should yeah. definitely rewatch it. Yeah. I think it's, it was a great movie. I remember laughing a lot and it was heavy stuff to great acting. Yeah, Seth Rogen kind of gets written off as just a clown, yeah. but he's done some impressive uh, work in Hollywood. I would say a career that spans two decades now. No, absolutely. Have you seen the trailer for his next movie, like The Pickle Man or something? No. It's basically like he plays this character who's a pickle farmer and he falls in a barrel of pickle juice in like the 1920s or oh, okay, something. Okay. And he, the, I think he's just lost. Like they assume he's dead, but he wakes up like 60 some years later having stayed in the same oh. body like he's basically pickled and oh. he comes out back into society in like the 2000s and he meets his grandson who's basically he that's plays cool. his own grandson and himself in the movie oh that's cool i thought he would like be an actual pickle like in rick and morty <laughs> pickle rick great question but sam that was really good yeah great question for sure so you want to hit us off with your next yeah. one what's your favorite music genre and like your top three to five favorite artists Easy, so if you easy. Know, easy, <laughs> yo, he's up there. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it. My favorite music genre is hip hop, rap, whatever you want to call it. Hundred percent, it's not even close. And um, that was actually a question that we got later, so uh, I can kind of address right now is from your dad, yeah. Matt, um, Uncle Michel. So thanks for the question. Is his question was specifically what attracts you to rap? So I can say that before. I was, I was in like grade eight when I started listening to rap. Before then, I didn't like music at all. Actually, I had no inclination to listen to music. For some reason, I was just not into it at all. If you know, you know. And um, I just didn't like music. But then my friend Cameron introduced me to DJ Khaled back in the day. So 2008. And I heard like Rick Ross, Lil Wayne on there. And I started listening to Lil Wayne's music. He was a big Lil Wayne and Eminem guy. And those are the two artists... I guess DJ Khaled as well, who really got me into rap. And I listen to everything Lil Wayne. Like he's one of my favorite artists all time, for sure. I don't listen to him as much because I do think with time, he's, his music quality has dipped. He's definitely one of the goats in my books. And as for a top three, five all time, like I know I said Lil Wayne, but it changes all the time for me. It depends on who's dropping music, who am I listening to at that particular time. And it Sometimes it's completely random. Like right now, I'm listening to a lot of Benny the Butcher. If you've spoken mm. to me about music recently, you know I've been just constantly plugging this guy. Absolute animal. Is he top three, five for me? No. But right now, that's who I'm listening to. But I can give a soft top five. Lil Wayne, Mac Miller. If you've listened to the top oh. 10 hit albums, you'll know. Big Mac guy. I'd put Kendrick Lamar in there. Right now, I'm just a huge Freddie Gibbs guy. So I'd have to put him in there. He's probably honestly top five i think he's right now in rap he's killing top five yeah. no doubt and for the other spot there's so many people like i love biggie big outcast guy one of my favorite concerts all time that's crazy you saw them live yeah I'm so jealous one of my favorites um i was a big joey badass guy as well he's he didn't really go where i thought he would but he just dropped three new songs and they're amazing so i do still have hope if you know joey He's an amazing, a very promising artist. He's only 25, and he's been in the game for eight years. So, uh, You're also a big Flatbush Zombie. Big Flatbush Zombies guy. Like yeah. I would put right now, 
Michi Darko, who's one of the rappers in that group as a top five rapper right now. Pusha T, Denzel Curry, Trav- I'd probably have to put Travis Scott as number five, to be honest. I love his music and I've been a fan for a long time. So let's nice. say I'll put Trav Dog in there. That's solid. It's a long answer, but yeah. I could talk about rap all day. Yeah, oh, absolutely. What about you, Matt? Uh, I've even gotten into rap more in the last like five to eight years and I love it. But like my favorite genre is rock. My top three favorite bands are uh, number one is Oasis, number two Neil Young, and, or like, uh, and number three is uh, the Beatles. But I mean, three fluctuates between the Beatles, Aerosmith, Rolling Stones. Like I like all the old classic rock. I know it's boring, but I'm not that much of a music guy, so those are my like favorite artists. That's great. Yeah. I've listened to a few, like I have Abbey Road actually on vinyl and I throw it on quite a bit. It's super soothing to listen to. And I, I like the, the dusty oh, yeah. allure of vinyl as well. So it makes it an even better listening experience. I find my favorite rap artists or hip hop artists are, I like like nineties. I like, um, Wu Tang clan clan. Yep. I really like Gangstar. I don't know if I discussed this with you. No, actually. I, they're, they're yeah, we'll talk about that later. Uh, okay, Gangstar nice. and um, Outcast, huge Outcast fan. Outcast is amazing. Yeah. They don't get pr- enough props, I find, especially nowadays. I think probably in the 90s and when they were really big, a lot of people talked about them. But now, whenever you hear, if you'll ask a random person, their top five rappers, who's like, they just, they claim to be rap fans. A lot of people just say like Biggie, Tupac, Nas, Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. And nothing wrong with them. but Absolutely nothing wrong with them. But... If you put Outkast's discography compared to those guys, it holds up arguably better than some of them because not they don't have many bad albums. Whereas, I mean, Nas has the great debut album, yes, but but a lot of other questionable albums yeah, though, right? Yeah. So that would need to be an in-depth rap conversation to have again. So I'm definitely maybe a future uh, future topic, yeah, for sure. Freddie Gibbs, check him out. He's on a Alfredo, a, an insane run of albums. Alfredo is Amazing. a classic. Yeah, it's already my album of the year so far for me. So my next question would be, what is your guilty pleasure? Okay, I'll just say this: a guilty pleasure of mine is uh, playing Pokemon Go on my phone. Okay, so <laughs> not something I admit a lot, but I love it. Yeah, I feel sure. guilty about it though because it's a time waster. But yeah, I'm gonna have to go with that. <laughs> That's a big um, <laughs> phenomenon, Pokemon. Yeah. I never played actually. I didn't never got into it, even though I'm a huge Pokemon guy. Yeah. Right on. Me, it's uh, probably have more to be honest, but the one I think of the most, and I think of guilty pleasure, is I watch uh, reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So my girlfriend got me into this show called The Challenge. And um, do you know it? Yeah, I know of it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I'd never heard of this show before. And we were hanging out and she said that she was going to watch this episode. And I was kind of like clowning it at first. But then I got really into it. And it's like it annoys her how into it I am, I think. So I just, I've crushed so many seasons of it. They're on season 35. So they're on an insane run. A Freddie Gibbs-esque run. And it's just a great show. That's the only one I really watch. I've seen other shows with her there, but the challenge is definitely a guilty pleasure of mine. It's not even guilty. I just love it. Check it out. MTV.ca. Great. So I also watch like back in the day, Jersey Shore, but that we just clown. And I've I, seen, I don't feel guilty about watching Jersey Shore. Oh, it's, it's just hilarious. It's yeah. given us so much, yeah. so many quotes and uh, just iconic moments. Mm-hmm. So I already read um, your dad's question. But I can go with Isabel's question, which is your sister or my cousin. 
Jazmat. Maybe a future guest. Yes, let's make it happen. Who? Trying to convince her, Isabel. And, yeah. and Michelle, for yeah. sure. Uh, her question was, what got you into movies? Or is that even answerable? No, it's answerable. It'll be a quick version. What got me into movies? Staying up late one night when I was 15 years old. It's like one in the morning. I turn on channel 15 and Goodfellas is playing on TV and I watch it all. And then the next day I go to Blockbuster, start renting all of Martin Scorsese's other movies. And like just watching Goodfellas led me to watching all these other masterpieces. And then it was a, f- a downward spiral into a movie rabbit hole of like reading lists online. What are the best movies ever made? And then just going nuts for 10 years of just <laughs> buying and watching like crazy. A re- basically reading a lot about it improved like made me discover all these movies. So the reading was very important. And that really got me into like appreciating movies and studying them. And then, of course, watching a bunch. But really studying movies is what really got me into it. And I haven't stopped since. And I know I'll never like watch. There's always stuff to watch. And I'll just, I'll never run out of stuff. It's an endless journey. So, yeah. Yeah, well said. I can't really answer the question myself. Um, I don't remember when I really got into wanting to watch all these classic movies. Um, I remember getting into all the gangster movies through rap. I'm pretty sure that's how I discovered them to understand all the references like the Tony Montana, the um, Don Corleone, the Godfather stuff. And then we're watching all the other movies too, like Goodfellas and all that. But I can't remember of a specific moment like that. It's memory coming in. Mm -hmm. I don't remember how old I was. But yeah, thanks a lot for the questions. Next question for you is a, a dream vacation location that you haven't been to yet. Like what's, so what would be many. number one spot for you right I wanna now? I want to do, I want to go to Australia, New Zealand at one point. I do want Australia, New Zealand yeah. off the top Solid. would be my big one. Yeah. And that'd be a huge trip, right? Like you want to be down there for at least a couple weeks. Oh yeah, like at least three weeks to a month for sure. Takes Probably a month to be honest to do both there, mm. and like a good two weeks at each, and then just do a full on Lord of the Rings tour. Go to the Shire. Yeah. Just snap those picks all day. Yeah, that would be my answer. Great, great answer. Yeah. What about you? Mine would be uh, Rome. I'd love to go to Rome, like I Italy, but specifically Rome, mm-hmm. just to see everything there and. I've only seen everything in... I've never been to Europe and Rome would be the first spot, the first stop on my trip. So my question for you is kind of a, a little bit of an easier one. It's just to, to get to know what your favorite season is. Of what show? Oh, oh actual, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like winter and all season that. <laughs> I thought you meant like, well, what TV show is he talking about? Big cliffhanger. Favorite season? Fall in a heartbeat. I hate the cold. I hate the heat. But I'd rather be a little colder, so like fall weather. November is the perfect month for me. Nice. Yeah. Is it because it coincides with your birthday or? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's after Halloween. It's before Christmas. It's no, I love everything about November. And yeah, fall has Halloween, right? Which I was actually that was gonna be one of my questions. Is was your favorite holiday? So would you say Halloween would be your favorite holiday or? No, I'm gonna go with Christmas because yeah. of all the family gatherings. For sure. Yeah. Me too. It's Christmas. That wasn't the question though. So mine would be, I agree, I love fall. I think I love all the seasons, to be honest. It'd be summer overall for me because that's just when there's so much more going on, especially like in past summers. They've been amazing. This one has still been really good. I found, like, still found ways to do a lot of stuff. 
but normally like I go on trips during summer. That's when we do little road trips to like Montreal or go to a friend's cottage and stuff and just have a good time. But it's been different this year. Still great. Loving it. Golfing a lot. And it's just nice weather. Chill by the pool. Have some drinks. It's just a, it's a good time to just chill out and like crack a couple beers, some some course banquets and alpines, you know. So I'd say summer. No, I can't argue against anything you said. Yeah. But I do love fall. I love like hoodie season and all yeah. that. So the next question was from my friend M. Gagnon. Her question is, what's your all-time favorite quote from a TV show or movie? Oh, from a... Oh, well, pick one for me. Which one? Movie or TV show? A movie. Movie. Oh, jeez. Because yeah, I know that'll be tougher for T- you. Do you have an answer first? Because well, I have like a hundred. Okay, you know what? No, no. Movie, I got one. Uh, Marlon Brando in The Godfather when he looks at his nephew and he's like, and his nephew's complaining about like he won't get it and uh, he won't get the part and the shooting starts in a week and then Mar- uh, Vito, uh, Don Corleone's just like, I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. That that classic line. Classic. But I mean, the opening line in Goodfellas, as far back as I can remember, I've always wanted to be a gangster. That has stuck, still to this day, stuck with me. Like, I love that freeze frame and that line. Oh, That is a sick quote yeah. for sure. If you think of more, just keep rattling yeah. them off. I'm going to go with... It's, um, I actually applied this the other day, yesterday when I was talking to someone there, it just, it works in a lot of settings. It's you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain from your favorite movie. Um, it's a great line though. Thanks for break. We need a no dark, a dark night list rule where we don't mention it. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's a great quote. TV shows. If we can do that real quick, game of Thrones had a lot of great quotes. I'm trying to think of one that I love the most. I'll rattle off a Breaking Bad one. Oh, okay, Breaking Bad. I'll it's uh, when uh, Heis- when uh, Walter's oh. like, "Say my name." <laughs> You're Heisenberg. You're goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic. <laughs> yeah. Favorite uh, Game of Thrones. Like Littlefinger's got a couple good ones where he like he like uh, betrays Ned at the end of season one. He's like, "Well, I did tell you not to trust me to trust anyone." I don't know. I could do a whole show where I just name quotes like all day. Like Pulp Fiction. The whole Pulp Fiction movie is quotable. Samuel Jackson going like, big kahuna burger. And he's like, mm, this is a tasty burger. Yeah, yeah. That whole freaking scene is a, a great quote. And do you read the Bible, Greg? There's this passage I have memorized. Ezekiel 25, 17. And then he goes on it. <laughs> like I could just go on or uh, Mr. Blonde and Reservoir Dogs are you gonna bark all day little doggy or are you gonna bite I was actually looking that up right now that's a great line I was gonna get that t-shirt that had that line on it but yeah, I don't even need to say anything you got them all these are all great quotes but yeah, yeah Reservoir Dogs is a classic oh. movie I rewatched it like a, a few weeks ago amazing ages super well yeah, too so gritty yeah that's a great question it is a great question thank you Em so, yeah, we can get into your next question. All right, this one. Uh, what are three things that you would bring with you on a deserted island? If you need time to think, I can go. Yeah, sure. You could go, please. I'd bring the uh, a survival guide handbook, like probably the SAS one, because everyone says that's the best one. I'd bring a huge suitcase with a shit ton of books that I could like all fit in there so I wouldn't be bored. And I'd, the ne- the third item would be like a tool. Like it'd probably be like a knife, this knife that has other things on it, like a utility knife. So I could like cut stuff, build fires. 
I don't know. I, I think I would just chill, survive, and live off the land and read. And I, I don't want to pick anything like outrageous, like, oh, I'd bring a house or, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't know. I mean, suitcase with a bunch of books in it, it's kind of outrageous, but. Yeah, you're a, right. That's a cheat it, it's code. a cheat. It'd be like one book would be the. Do you have one book off the top you can think of? Like, that, would, that requires a tremendous amount of research. What book you're taking, your one book, unless you have one? I can't name a title, but it would be a big book. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it would be an epic. Homer's Iliad? Yeah. But a great answer, honestly. Like, if I could just copy-paste that answer, that'd be great. But, okay. I mean, I'd probably bring a book as well. If I would only it was only allowed one book, I would bring a book for sure. Because I do love reading. Mm-hmm. Maybe bring like a plant almanac and learn everything I need in that oh, in good. that um, almanac. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And Sur- learn off what I have with me and um, thrive with it. Swiss Army knife. I mean, you, you get you took all the good answers, man. <laughs> no, I, what would I? Bring? It's okay to have the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Probably like a, a case of beer and I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't last long. One yeah, night. No. One well, night. I, I wouldn't last long either. Maybe I... beer making equipment. Okay. Well, that's a good answer. Beer making a beer making kit, but it would take so long to actually make the beer that I'd probably be dead unless I could find enough bananas on the island or mangoes and dragon fruits <laughs> and whatnot. But um You're right, it would take a while. Uh, All right. I'm sorry. I'm struggling here. No, that's a good answer. I'll I'll get back to you though. Okay. So the next question is five words to describe yourself. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. I'm blanking right now. Do you want to go? Yeah, I'll go. I, I wrote down my answer. So I'll go with, I think I'm pretty funny. So I'll say funny. Say fun. I like to have fun. Fun guy. Pretty chill too. I go with the flow and uh, like to think I can blend into different circles. So I'll put chill in there. Creative is definitely something I'm proud of is I'm always coming up with different stuff to do and um, diversifying what I like and my hobbies and skills. So I'm definitely creative. I, I used to write a lot, still do like here and there, like write some little stories and stuff. So, and being an English major, definitely um, pronounced or accentuated those skills, I should say. And my last one would be traveler. I've traveled a lot and I plan on traveling more. So those would be five just for myself. If we're talking about like values, like of course, family is a big one for me. Big family guy. So that's just my sixth sixth man I'm throwing in there. But yeah, those would be my five words. Funny, fun, chill, creative, traveler. FFCCT. That blew me away, Eric. And you were giving me ideas as I was writing down these ideas. Uh, I'll just steal funny from you because I, I mean, I, may, I do make people laugh oh, at work and I think, sure. okay, number two, caring, sometimes a little too much, but like, I can't help it. I care too. like, I'm a very caring person, passionate sometimes for the, for good and the, for the good and the worst. Like sometimes I wear my emotion on my sleeve and I'm really like, if I'm going to do something, I don't do it half fast. I'm passionate to mm-hmm. like what I do. Number four would be movies because that's like dominates my life. Not really an adjective, but whatever. Um, Then the fifth word would be understanding, which is a little like caring, but understanding more like I have a lot of empathy and I can view other people's point of views and not be mad at them. I'm very um, patient with people. Like, yeah, so understanding. No, those are great answers and I think representative of you as well there. It's a... Thank you. Well explained and thought out on the spot. I know I already wrote mine down, right? So no, it's a good job. Um, 
Those are good answers. So we have a few more questions. The next one's actually my girlfriend, Andy. Thanks for the questions. She wrote two questions in. So I'll start with the first one. List two or three pet peeves that you have. Oh, okay. Easy. People that are standing in line for like 10 <laughs> minutes, then they get up to the register at the McDonald's and they're like, uh, uh, I don't, they don't know what they want. What the fuck were you doing standing in line for 10 minutes, staring at your phone? Look at the menu. <laughs> Number two, people in movie theaters that like turn their phone off or talk. Oh, yeah. I could literally choke someone. <laughs> if they were beside me, I, I give them a stare. If that doesn't work, I do the shh. The nice. shush, if that doesn't work, maybe I'll like start like shut up, like I'll say something. Nice. So you're you do the shush. O- only in the movie. yeah, because I care so much about where I am. Nice. Like it's it means something. Those are my like top two. Do you want do you have a third one? I only have two. So do you want to throw in a, a third, third one? one? I'll get back if I think okay. of one. Great answers. Movies I can definitely relate as well. Like the movie going experience is not what it used to be. And I want to say kids these days are way mm-hmm. more disrespectful, especially in theaters, than I think we were when we went to the theaters. I know I think we already talked about this. Yeah. But I've had so many bad movie theater experiences where people would talk on their phones, glaring at us the whole time. Um, some Once actually a woman, a, a couple, the wife yelled at some kids actually like, you want to shut the fuck up or something? Wow, it was great. I loved it. I was the whole time I was fuming. I wanted to say something. I don't, I don't yeah. really have it in me to tell people to shut up. I should though. If I were a bigger guy, I'd definitely feel more confident <laughs> in addressing my concerns because they wouldn't want to mess with me. But then they see me, they're probably all younger than me and think they're older than me. They're like, yeah, we could take this clown. <laughs> but yeah, so no, I, I definitely can relate to those. So mine would be, this is kind of random. So it's basically the sound of ice crushing. So if you're walking in winter, especially over a patch of ice and it starts cracking, that sound just like shivers. Yeah, Yeah, big time. And like cracking an ice, a tray of ice, just like it's a huge pet peeve of mine. I thought of another one. Okay. What would it be? It'd be when I'm eating my food at a restaurant or like, my drink and like it gets taken away before I'm done. And I've had that happen to me a lot. And I'm like, no, I'm not like basically taking my food away before I'm finished. Cause they assume I can't finish it and I eat a lot. So I'll always finish my plate. So just poor server etiquette, I guess. And I, I have this thing, like if, if it's a waiter doesn't come within a certain time, it's like, I want to get up and leave. It's almost like you're here, you're here for us. So like we're, we're supplying your restaurant with business. So please be like nice to us. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Those Cause I worked in retail for nine years. So it's like, I dealt with customers and you have to like, I have that ingrained in me. So my other one would be, I forgot it for a bit there. It came back to me is this is really random. I think <laughs> but it's, it's whenever I'm telling someone a story and it's taken me some time. Like I'm pretty into the delivery put some time into it and I've just said the punchline and the person laughs and then there's someone around like a friend of mine who oh. wasn't listening and then they'll ask right away oh what's that what'd you just say <laughs> that I hate that so much to have to repeat my story will not have the same energy commitment yeah. delivery and nine times out of ten the person is just left wanting more and disappointed and looks at me like oh that's what was funny okay yeah okay yeah because you couldn't say it the ex- exact no I that's 
That's a good one, Eric. Yeah, no, that good. annoys me so much. So if ever you hear me say a funny story, which would be, it's pretty likely, just don't, if you don't hear the whole thing, don't ask me to repeat it. I hate even talking about stuff. It's, I'm just going off it. I don't like overhashing or rehashing stories that happened. I like to just form or create new experiences. I do like, to, like, I will talk about stuff that has happened in the past, but after a while, I'd rather talk about new stuff. That's something that's fair enough. Yeah. Big on me. So yeah. Thanks for the question. And you have an- another one, which was who would you want to play you in a biopic for your life? What a great question. It is a great question. I mean, if you have your answer ready, go ahead. I have like three choices. So yeah, I kind of have an answer. I mean, I, I was a huge Aaron Paul fan in breaking bad. I think while I'm not really that similar to the character of Jesse, I think Aaron Paul would be a solid actor to play me another actor i love who although he doesn't look like me i'd love to see him play me would be john bernthal big fan would be my answers bernthal and paul those are great answers i mean the debate is do you go with someone that looks like you or or just a great actor but like i'm gonna go with a couple older actors and i know they'd play me when i'm older i guess i'd probably pick uh Mark Ruffalo or Robert Downey Jr. Or maybe George Clooney. So, I don't know. Like, they have to have dark features, right? Yeah. So I don't really know if I look like any actor. Someone once told me I look like maybe the Jason Biggs from American Pie. <laughs> Jimbo. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't really, I don't see it anymore. No, I don't no, know. No, no, no. Definitely not. I could see a Ruffalo, though. Yeah. Like that, that works. Yeah. You just have to grow the goat. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, absolutely. No, I could see that. And actually, I'd also add um, James Franco, I think, would, could play me. Oh, yeah. Sure. I can see that. Yeah, I think Dude. that'd be my answer. Franco kind of looks like me. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's a stretch. But I, I liked uh, Franco a lot in the uh, the original Spider-Man trilogy. Like, that's where I saw him first before all the comedy movies. So I'd say James Franco. So thanks a lot for the questions. And, um, yeah, we can get into our, our uh, questions now. My, you want my next question or yeah, you got one? Give her. If you can have any type of pet, what would it be? And your answer could be fiction too, like a pet in a fantasy or imaginary pet or whatever. So if it could be trained, yeah, tra- I, I'd love a dire wolf of my own, a nice ghost, a homie who would always have my back should I be in danger for some reason. But I'd also say... A hippogriff would be awesome, which that was our thing when we played uh, games like fantasy games back in the day. With I remember playing with Sarah, our cousin. We'd always want like a hippogriff. That was our go-to pet. That. Um, well, yeah, because it's it, you can travel around in with it and yeah, protect you for sure. So yeah, those would be my two answers. I mean, I have a dog and my parents' dog there, Simba, but he's not mine, and I'd love a, a dog like him. But those would be my two fictional pets for sure. Like dragon would be sick, but there's no taming that beast. Yeah, I I was gonna go with dragon, but I'm like forget it. Not that practical in the 21st century either. I'm I'm gonna just pick like r- real life animals. Like I love like maybe an eagle or like a majestic bird, basically nice. a giant eagle or something. And honestly, I'd really like maybe like a baby elephant or baby rhino that I can grow up with, and then it becomes this badass thing. <laughs> but I wouldn't mistreat it like. Don't yeah. freak out. Like I'd be For like, sure. it'd be like a, a nice companion. That's sick. Because baby elephants are awesome, but then they stay small for like only under a year. Yeah, yeah. they're cute. 
They have a, that's a good year though. The baby elephant there, small elephant. Yeah. That, those are awesome answers. So okay, if I can go with real animals, I'd go, a reptile would be like a um, a crocodile that I could really take care of and have like the proper ergonomic space for it would be great. And a nice little swamp in the backyard with an array of plants next to it, a nice little greenhouse and a nice little creek for the croc. That's my goal now. I'll make it happen. But uh, no, great question. So my next question would be, have you ever broken a bone in your body? I've broken three bones. Both, uh, I've broken my left arm once and my right wrist twice. Okay. That's it. Three peats. Yeah. Thank God no legs because it doesn't look fun being on crutches. No, and ACL, MCL tears there. It's um, yeah. You're more susceptible, I want to say, to future damage. So, okay. Interesting to know. I've never broken a bone. Oh, you're, yeah. Knock on, knock on that wood, Eric. Yeah. It's not fun. That, because once you take the cast off, it's like, it feels weird for like three, four months. You got to rebuild it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's horrible. Yeah. So yeah, short and sweet question there. Just yeah. spice it, switch it up a little. So then we got a couple of questions from the homie Zach. So the first question Zach had for us was, what first made you interested in starting a podcast? And Matt, why did you accept being a co-host? So I'll start with why I started the podcast. So it started off as this thing. I was listening to a lot of like Spit and Chicklets podcast, the Rubber Boots podcast. Those are the big two that, and Bob McKenzie's podcast, all hockey podcasts. And I remember I was talking to my friend, Mart, about like, kind of like how I met your mother's style. Like we both loved those podcasts. And I just texted him like, we should start a podcast. Like, a, we should own a bar or start a bar kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. So then we just got into this conversation about, like, a hypothetical, uh, what we talk about and stuff. And um, I looked into it more, got the additional proper equipment for it. Then we, I went to Montreal, it was an apartment, and we just, like, had some drinks that one night, recorded it, not really having a structure or idea of where I was going in mind, just some topics we wanted to address. And then it was clear at that point that it was my project and like he was a guest. So no creative or um, settlements need or no business settlements needed in court down the road. But, um, yeah, it was super fun. It was just, um, basically influenced by all the other podcasts I was listening to and thought it would be something I could be good at. Look at us now 40 down the road, episode 41 already recorded. Stay tuned. Unbelievable. So yeah, no, it's been great. And I haven't looked back since. That'd be my answer. And Matt, why did you accept when I asked to be co-host? Well, first of all, I've, I listened to a lot of movie podcasts like since 2015, actually, like every day. And I was like, there's no way in hell I'm ever doing a podcast or talking on a podcast. It's too hard. I would, I can't do it. But like the more I listened to my own podcast, I was like, oh, I have stuff to say on what these guys are talking about. So when, when you started yours and you said, that my first episode was the 2017 horror film one, I believe. We talked about, uh, yeah, yeah, like get exactly. it, horror films from yep. 2017. And I'm like, I for sure want to do it because I have lots to say. And I was super nervous before we did it. And then after we, and then when we were doing it, the nerves went away. And then I was super happy with how it, like the, the final product. And then after that, it's just like the more you do it, the, the better it, like the more comfortable I got. 
So I guess why I wanted to do it was just because I had I, I felt like I had stuff to say on the subjects that you were bringing up. And I just like I love talking with you. I mean, we've known each I've known you your whole life. Yeah. I mean, since we <laughs> known can each remember. Other a long time. Yeah, like I'm super comfortable around yeah. you. I still sometimes see you as like that young kid I used to babysit, oh, which is like it's hard to like <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm dying here. Uh yeah. You and Zach, it's hard to see you guys as like Yeah. No, I twenty five year old. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah, no, man. I'm super happy you accepted when I asked if you wanted to join because we were in a bit of a rut at Easy Conversations uh, headquarters and had to had to get a big fish on here to oh, geez, get the second wind. Really? Not a great answer. And uh, yeah, I mean, you kind of forget the mics are in front of you. Like you, you lean in to talk to the mic, but you it disappears kind of. Yeah. It just flies by. Like already we've been going for a good bit, like over an hour or so. You're right. It's unbelievable. Like, yeah. yeah, it's a great way to, to just spend some time. Like I've never walked away from it feeling disappointed and it's just a good time to hang out with people. And if it's just you and I, it's a great conversation. Mm-hmm. We're just chilling. It's good to catch up and stuff. So now more than ever, I'm super thankful that we have the pod and we're co-hosting together. So Zach had another question, which was, if you could choose one pro sport to dominate and one to make an honest career out of, but no one would know, which would it be? So in this scenario, you're, you're great at two sports. One that you are a superstar, but the other one is on the low. So two careers, dual employment. I will start. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, go ahead because I, I don't fully understand. So you have two careers, basically. Okay. One as a pro I'll just say my... Yeah, say your answer and I'll understand. I would be a pro hockey player. I'd be a superstar, top 10 at the position, number one center, let's go. Okay. And I would dominate at that, number 88. And the other sport I would be very good at on the low, which I would have a cult following for, would be at the beautiful game that is the dart throwing game. So I would just Mm. love to dominate darts, just get after it. Because those people know how to have a good time. And that, that would be my answer to those two questions. Because you don't want to really tell everybody like you play darts for a living. Mm-hmm. I mean, not no shame. I'm not dart shaming people here. But it would be cool to just drink and play some darts and be great at it. Just hit that triple 20. Triple 20. My answer. I'm going to pick something a little different. Like, I was going to pick hockey, but I'm going to go with an individual sport. I wish I was like top three tennis player in the world because in tennis you're only relying on yourself your team sucks there is no team in tennis you know you're you're dominating by yourself and it's all you uh so i'd be like an inter i'd be like the the Djokovic or nadal or federer of i'd be one of those three basically but i'd be low-key like a pool shark like (laughs) be amazing at pool like making bet like going out at night or making like not hustling people but making large bets you know, it was between pool and being good at poker, actually. But I don't know if poker is a game or a sport. So that's a sport. I, think. I mean, I'm, I'm going with pool because I, I've, I'd always wanted to be amazing at pool. It's so like it it's seems cool to me. Coolest sports, yeah. for sure. Um, just hustling people playing pool in the back alleys of Coruscant. There right? you go. <laughs> it all comes back to forget yeah, to, yeah. the previous answer. Yeah. Matt Zulashi, a Star Wars story coming soon. It's a pool movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice 
Okay, so thanks for the questions. That was actually all we got for the uh, listener questions, so thank you very much. We will be doing the draw shortly. Let's do one more question, everyone, of, for the two of us, and then we'll do the draw. Okay. So you want to hit us off with your last question yeah, for me? Sure. I had another one, but we already answered it, so it's all it's perfect. The last question is, if you could have dinner with anyone on Earth, dead or alive, who would it be? Okay. So many people to choose from. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing. I mean... I think pick three then pick three. Okay. Well, if I could have like a solid round table or yeah, there you go. Yeah, round table, a solid round table. I actually just watched a celebrity round table actors episode Ooh. with uh, Basam actually put me on. So shout out Basam. He, it was with Tom Hanks, Adam Sandler, Robert De Niro, oh. uh, Shia LaBeouf, Jamie Foxx, Adam Driver. Maybe forget. I think it was them. Yeah. I need to watch this. It was amazing, Jeez. man. It was so good. Like 56 minutes long. And the dynamic was great. They're all kind of more reserved. Jamie Foxx is the only one who looked like really comfortable. But anyways, I definitely recommend that video. So I liked Jamie Foxx's energy. For that reason, I would not pick him. I would pick Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who I think would just be an awesome guy to hang out with. He could. He just seems at ease in every situation. I just want to learn from him. How are you so comfortable? I know I said I was chill earlier, but there's still some situations in which I'm uncomfortable. So to be able to pick his brain, understand his mentality for how he got so comfortable and just awesome, mm-hmm. definitely put The Rock. Then I would throw in a Leonardo DiCaprio because he also is one of my favorite actors just to hear about his journey and his struggles and well, not really struggles, but successes in Hollywood. Maybe there were some struggles I'd find out at dinner. So that would be awesome. And then going out partying with DiCaprio and the rock could be pretty crazy there. You know, you're in for a solid night (laughs) and then third person I would throw in Mac Miller. Honestly, that was my guy. Like someone I definitely relate to as an artist Mm -hmm. and he had so many struggles. It shows in his music. And that's music I would put on to, like if I'm feeling down, stuff you can relate to. And he was also just a fun guy. I mean, he was, him and Post Malone apparently were an unbeatable beer pong tandem. I'd love to play beer pong with Mac Miller. Like that would be amazing. Oh, that'd so be epic. if yeah. Mac was there too, and he's just also a super funny guy, very chill. I think that'd be an interesting dynamic around table. I don't know if I would be able to get a word in there, the big personalities, but it'd be super interesting. And th- that would be my answer. Well, great answer. I think she's mine's going to be much shorter than that, <laughs> but I'm going to pick Quentin Tarantino oh, yeah. because his brain, his brain thinks the same way I do about movies. Like he just, just spews out information. And I feel like I'd just be sitting at lunch with him and I would just let him talk and say anything you want. Just start naming everything you like. And like, he would just go off on tangents and like, I've seen him in interviews. He's out of control. Like he, they have to like moderate him. And I feel like I'd be perfect because I know a lot of the obscure references he makes. So I'd be like, yeah, yeah, keep going. I know what you're talking about. So Tarantino, um, I don't really have any other answer. Like that's it. Well, okay. For the person that's no longer with us, uh, Christopher Lee, the actor who played uh, yeah. well, Dooku Saruman. and Saruman, like yeah. he, his life is remarkable. Not just in movies, just outside of movies, he did like everything. He was like, uh, he was kind of a badass actually. So, 
I don't, I'm not going to get into his life, but it's really remarkable. And then I would just pick his brain and ask him a million questions. And he's met so many people. Like, he's done a lot of stuff, uh, Christopher Lee. Would you throw in, like, a De Niro in there? Yeah, I thought of that. I don't want it to get too... Po- I feel like it'd get political with De Niro. It'd have to be, like, you're just talking about, like, behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah. In that, and- in that round table, just to... In- input he was super quiet and didn't really seem like he wanted to talk so i could see how and, I, and I get that vibe too and he hates giving inter- interviews yeah. about he doesn't like doing like now he does all his political stuff but he hated talking about his movies yeah. i i'd take al pacino over de niro because i've seen al pacino live in a q a and he was amazing right. told the best stories ever yeah no no musicians because i feel like they're either crazy or like they'd be like let's do a line in the in the parking yeah. lot and i'd be like yeah, that's my answer. Uh, great answer. I do feel like DiCaprio out of the three I chose would be the most prone to maybe delving into the extracurriculars. But um, I think it'd be a good time with those three. So, yeah, no, that's a great question, Matt. So my last question, Matt, is have you ever made a decision that changed your entire life? Yeah, and I'm going to... I mean, there's several, but I'm going to go with the decision... It, it was a decision on the spot, not plan. Was It was basically my last day at Farm Boy. And th- those of you who don't know, I worked at Farm Boy for nine years, from 16 to 25. And I impulsively made the decision to just quit on the spot and walk out furious. And I, it seemed like a bad move at the time, but it was one of the best things I've ever done. And it hugely changed my life into where I'm, I'm going at now, mentally too, like, and what am I? Yeah. So that the decision to abruptly leave my job of nine years was actually one of the best things I've ever done. Man, that's amazing. <laughs> so that, that's like straight out of a movie situation. Hey, what <laughs> if if that if I was filmed that day, what the events that happened, it would have been a freaking great like sitcom moment or t- or drama moment. Some curb your enthusiasm oh music in the God. background. Yeah, that's amazing. So you went into work not think, not in the mindset that you were going to quit. Yeah, and then I got something happened. I'm not going to get into yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Something happened, and I, impul- I just on the spot, no thoughts taken, <laughs> did it. And I, I, I was so mad, and then, I, and then two years later, I was like, yeah, that's like one of the best things I've ever done in my life. Man, I can't top that. That's yeah. unreal. Great answer. I'm glad that was my question. So... Uh, <laughs> Mine is, I've already said this a bunch of times, I don't want to get into it that much there, but it's basically going to England in 2016 for my last semester abroad. You can listen to all the other episodes I've talked about it there. That's for sure my biggest decision that changed my life. Leave it at that. So those are our questions that we prepared for each other. We have a bit more. I'll do the live draw. Live draw. Okay. So those are the questions that we prepared for each other and thank you to everyone who participated. So now I'm going to do two live draws for yes. our custom easy conversations mugs. So Matt can validate that this is completely random. Mm-hmm. No prejudice or favorites are being chosen here. So without further ado, let's get into the first draw. So the winner of the first easy conversations mug is Sarah. Congratulations, Sarah. Big dub. Yeah. Thank you for your question, participation, and for sharing the episode. That was a big play. So congrats. You have won the first mug. 
So now you'll be removed from the uh, the next draw. So I'm gonna keep the same numbers. Yeah. So the winner of the second Easy Conversations mug, brought to you by Easy Conversations, is Andy. So <laughs> the two girls who shared the episode walk away with the mugs. That's well deserved. So, yeah, as it should be. Thank you very yeah. much for promoting the episode. Andy and Sarah, and congratulations on your mug wins. So yeah, thanks a lot to everybody for listening. Um, this is a blast, Matt, to do this. I hope you all walk away from this um, learning a bit more about ourselves. And Matt, do you have any parting words for the audience? Thanks to everyone who submitted a question. It was very, like, I loved your answering your questions. I could have done it longer. Could have sat here all day doing it. Uh, thanks a lot for everyone listening. And... Uh, Stay tuned for an epic. The next episode should be epic for what we have planned. Yeah, should be good yeah. for what we have planned. It's yeah. uh, we got something for you. So yeah, thanks a lot for everyone for listening. Stay tuned for episodes dropping every two weeks. And uh, yeah, thanks a lot to everyone for for participating. Peace.